try to remember that life is hard sometimes and really sometimes surviving and breathing is the only thing you can do. I'm an optimistic person, so I say keep trying. And uh, I would really love to see a world in which people are just mostly focused on helping other people. Welcome to Live Life Creative, breaking down the barriers to being more creative. I'm Dylan Kreinbrink. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now, today's guest is Aaron Dowd, aka The Podcast Dude. He is dedicated to helping other people succeed and create their best work. And I think he is just a great guy. We're going to learn from him how helping others can boost your creativity and help you find fulfillment in what you do. Now, you can find Live Life Creative on Instagram. The handle is Live Life Creative Podcast. The website live life creative podcast.xyz. And I post each episode online there with show notes. I just click episode in the menu. And you can always send me a message, especially a voice message, to live life creative podcast at gmail.com. Now, here we go with Aaron. So, what were you doing before you got into podcasting? I, I was trying to be a professional drummer. Okay. So I, that's kind of been my dream since I was about 12, 13 years old. That was always the thing. So in service of that, I was like, all right, uh, how do I make money? Because I was in my early 20s and I studied music in college, but I was like, I don't know. What am I going to do with this? Like, I don't want to teach drums. I want to like, be in a rock band. I like, want to go on tour and stuff. So I was like, all right, got to find a job I can do from a laptop so that I won't be broke my whole life. And I Googled like how to make money from a laptop and I found web design and graphic design. And uh, from there, I started, I found a podcast as a way to learn about that and a bunch of other things too. So this is probably 2008, 2009. I was listening to Radio Lab and a bunch of shows like that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, there, I was discovering all kinds of shows because it was a couple, it was a couple years after podcasts had gotten started. So there were a lot of independent shows. Um, some professional shows, all kind of all over the place, and then I found some shows about audio engineering. And that kind of that kind of like got me interested too, because I love sound, I love audio. So I always kind of dreamed of like maybe someday playing on like a, a record that sounded incredible and was really good, uh, or like being part of the recording. And like as soon as I learned about like oh you can turn up bass and treble and adjust <laughs> levels for things, I was like that sounds like fun. Yeah. That would be an amazing job to do full time. No way I'll ever do that. Like I can't go to. I don't have a, like education or I can't go to college for that, whatever. Yeah. I'm just in this little town in, in Texas. But uh, I found tutorials and I was listening to podcasts and eventually there was a show I liked that I thought of a few ideas about how I could improve it. I thought, you know, maybe like maybe I could help them grow the audience and save them some time. And um, so I emailed them and they were kind enough to let me work for them. And they even offered to pay me, which was incredibly yeah. gracious. And then they even told some of their friends about me. They're like, this guy will edit your <laughs> podcasts and do show notes and stuff. And I was like, I, I guess this could be a career. And so I put up a website. And then two years later, it was basically a full-time job. And it's kind of taken off since then. It's, it's been um, pretty incredible. So having a good time, still doing all that same kind of stuff. I recently changed my Twitter profile. And I'm just going to read this <laughs> live right here because I really like it because it's, it's just really accurate <laughs> yeah. right now. Writing, producing, recording, mixing, mastering, drumming, running, biking, reading, or sleeping. I also help people make great shows. Yeah. So that's kind of like, <laughs> that's my life. And I, I really enjoy it. I'm, I feel really fortunate. So I enjoy helping helping other people uh, with their creative pursuits, whether that's making music or making a blog or writing or talking about the stuff they, they, they want to talk mm -hmm. about. There's lots of ways to, to help people make cool stuff. So I get to do that, which is awesome. 
So there's a lot of podcasts maybe in particular that kind of give podcasting as a whole a bad rap because they're just not like super well produced. And those are the people that you want to help, obviously. But what drives you personally to want to create or help others create like really good content? It's it's a combination of both really enjoying things that sound good, but then also enjoying really good conversations or really good episodes. There are stories out there and stories are the, I believe the most, the single most powerful thing and the most effective way to connect with other humans. And, and that's the number one thing that people love doing is connecting with other people, getting to know them, hearing their stories, sharing emotions and experience with them. So in, Mm -hmm. in service of that, there's a bunch of different ways to do that. I just really enjoy the process of that, of creation, of saying there's some person who's had totally unique life experiences because of where they live, how they were brought up, who their parents are, all these different factors. And they have something important to say. They feel like they need to say it, but maybe there's something keeping them from saying it. Maybe it's that they don't know how to use a microphone or they just need someone to push them to go book a show at that one venue. You know, there's there's all these Mm -hmm. little steps along the way. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved going off and taking those steps on my own and trying things. And like, I've learned a bunch of things along the way, and and I've I've been helped along the way too. So I I feel I feel like the right thing to do is to help try to help other people. So I do that through the conversations I have, uh, through my work, both at the podcast dude mm-hmm. and at Simplecast, and then the shows mm-hmm. that I produce, the advice that I give. Everything is just saying like, all right, what are some ways that I can use what I've learned or use the resources I have to help other people who are doing cool things. You had mentioned a second ago about there's some specific things maybe in your childhood (laughs) that were kind of an example of that. Do you have a, can you tell me about a specific time? Well, I was just thinking about like going off and trying things. I just, I really enjoy, I really enjoy being by myself in nature. And these days it's like I I go running or I go biking. When I was a kid, you know, if there was an open field, I would go walking. It's like, I, I will take mm-hmm. off and, and just explore. So I love exploring, yeah. which is, I'm sure was terrifying for my parents. And uh, <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm sure I was the, the most difficult of the, all their children to raise. But, but that's <laughs> what that translated into is now I've, I've learned a lot of things and I can, I can share those things and I enjoy sharing those things. And that was just the example I was thinking of just being younger and like being out kind of in the woods by myself, being probably like mm-hmm. seven years old or something. Total, like total, no one would get do that these days. I don't know. It was in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, so it was fine. Yeah. So just having that kind of experience and attitude growing up, that's kind of giving you the willingness, the bravery, uh, something like that to help you just jump into whatever looks cool to you right now. Yeah, not necessarily whatever looks cool, but but more a matter of like being able to stay focused on certain things that are I'm really really passionate okay. about. So it started as music. Music was my first love, and then after that it was it became mm-hmm. making music, and that became well, that was kind of like my, my second love, I guess, in my early teens. And that that turned into in my twenties, how do I support myself and become better simultaneously better as a person but also better financially mm-hmm. and just support my love of music and and honestly I just got kind of curious about podcasting as I got into my mid to late 20s and then that became a passion as well because I it, it feels very similar to helping people make music you're kind of like contributing your voice to a group or to a conversation or helping in whatever ways you can you know the bands that I worked with were very yeah. much DIY with the support of small studios, yeah. our budget was you borrowed $10,000 from your friend's studio and you paid them back when you had the cash. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
So you had really gotten into podcasting, like you're saying, and helping other people create their own podcasts. Yep. And eventually that led you to a full-time podcast editing job? It did. Yeah. It was, it was working. At first, it was working with a bunch of clients. My first client uh, was the Shop Talk Show, who is still around, still awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that turned into a couple other clients. And eventually, I realized that I had enough work to support myself and to quit my day job. So I did that. And then I joined a podcast network about a year after that and worked with that podcast network. That was, uh, that was my friend Sean McCabe at SeanWest.com. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, you'll see, you'll hear him in my podcast. You'll hear me talk about him. Great dude. Loved the website, loved all the work we did together. So yeah, started working with him and, and basically did that until December of this past year, 2017, when I, when I joined Simplecast mm-hmm. after being a huge fan of, of them for pretty much since they launched in 2013. For a little context, can you tell us what Simplecast is as a company, what they do? Sure. So Simplecast is is kind of like the home for your your podcast. Once you've created a podcast and you're ready to share it with the world, you want to get out get it out to a website, you want to get it out to Apple Podcasts, to mm-hmm. Google, to to Spotify, to the different places that people subscribe and listen. Well, you need you need a host. So you need someone to deliver audio files in an RSS feed format. So what this basically means is you get a feed for your show which contains all the information about your show and then you can give the URL, the link to that to these different podcast directories, Apple and Spotify and Google, and then they will watch your feed for new episodes. So anytime you post a new episode in Simplecast, the directory see it, goes out to your subscribers, you can make a change, it'll get updated. It's it's really, really nice and it and it basically gives you a lot of control over, you know, who has your podcast, what information they have. And then you can also see things like analytics, who's listening, where they're listening, a bunch of other cool things. Simplecast.com definitely go check it out if, if that sounds interesting. We also have a bunch of helpful tutorials and articles that the team and I have written to, uh, to kind of help people uh, with the podcasting journey from start to being successful because we, right. we really have podcasters at every single level. Yeah. Every level. So what makes Simplecast so compelling to you? I really, I really love the simplicity of it. It was really mm-hmm. easy to use. It was really nice to look at. And this is, I'm talking back in the day, but right now it's just the people who are behind it, the people building it and what we are building and the fact that I'm able to contribute and say, you know, hey, it would be cool if we could say this or make it be done this way or somebody suggested Mm -hmm. this. Everyone at the company is very open to listening. We get a lot of questions on a lot of people constantly asking us about when is this going to be ready? When is this going to be ready? And we we love hearing (laughs) it, but at the same time, we have to build it. So uh, right. overall, all, all the customers I've talked to, and, and I work with a lot of podcasters that host with Simplecast, uh, they're all, they're all pretty amazing, pretty fantastic people. We haven't really had any problems. It's been great. There's, there's individual features, but then there's also kind of like the big picture, the big direction. Okay. So I could talk all day about kind of like, oh, it's cool that you can invite people to be managers and help you work on the show or the analytics are nice or recast yeah. is amazing for making these little videos that you can promote episodes. So, but, but more importantly, I, I'm just, I'm really in love with the, with the idea of the product itself and then uh, the people who are building it right now. Yeah. Podcasting is like the thing right now. There's a lot of people getting into it for sure. Mm-hmm. And yep. to get started, it's pretty easy, which means that there's a lot of people who are wanting to at least get started with it. Well, I had I had a thought there. It is the tricky thing about podcasting is that it while it has gotten a lot easier to get started thanks to a lot of technology and apps, mm-hmm. it's still you still have to work hard to have a successful show. And and now there's a oh, lot yeah. more people working hard 
uh, on the successful shows. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not a way to get rich or famous easily, but I can absolutely recommend the process of starting a podcast and the work mm-hmm. that goes into that. It's it, it both like teaches you more about yourself and helps connect you with other people at the same time. Right. So the way I see it with podcasting is that technology is make it has made it easier on a technical level to start it. Yes. That brings even more pressure on podcasters to create great content. Right. Because there's so many people in it. How are you going to stand out? Is because of your content, not just because you know how to plug a microphone into your computer. Yep. So what do you do at Simplecast? I am the customer success or support lead. So okay. basically I talk to everyone who has questions about getting started or their show or they need help with billing or uh, you know something doesn't seem to be working correctly. I, I talk to all the customers, both current and potential. So, and then, um, obviously you're familiar with my work at the podcast, dude. I have, I really have a passion for teaching people how to make great shows. And there's a lot that goes Mm -hmm. into that. I work on our help articles when I can, I work on blog posts, I work on videos, I interact with people on social media and Reddit and a few other places, basically just trying to see what people are really struggling with. And then taking mm-hmm. that and saying, how can we break this down and make it easy to understand? While I, while I would like to see all podcasts be on Simplecast, I also realize that we might not be right for everyone. So right. uh, I, want, I still want to share the knowledge and like share the general wisdom so that we don't have as many people asking the simple questions or that someone can kind of get help from their friends and not just rely on a few people for, for help, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, I want to jump back to the beginning of the podcast, dude. When you started that, were you at Sean West then, or did you start the podcast before you were at Sean West? Yeah, I, I think I'd been working with Sean. I'd been working with Sean for about a year, I believe, since late 2013. I think right around the same time that Simplecast started. So I'd been working okay. with him as a freelance. He was one of my one of my main clients as a, a freelance editor, and mm-hmm. I was editing his shows. And he wanted to expand, so we went full time. I think I'd been with. I think it was either around that time that I went full time. But yeah, I was I was editing other shows and then producing that mm-hmm. show, and that that show actually took me between ten to twenty hours a week to produce from from start to finish. It was a it was quite an endeavor. Yeah, really proud of it now and all the work. I would do some things differently now. I wouldn't do as many uh, timestamps. I just don't do as many timestamps now as I used to. So when you were starting the podcast, dude, you already had a lot of experience working with clients, helping them with their shows. So what was difficult about starting your own show that maybe you didn't realize you were going to run into? I wasn't expecting to be as critical of myself. I mean, I think I was. I, okay. I think I expected it to be hard. I underestimated how hard it would be. And then I <laughs> learned how hard it would be and I kept going and eventually got easier. And now it's, now it's something I don't even have to think about doing. I can just, just do it. That gave me a lot of courage to try other things because now there's nothing that I'm afraid that I can't learn. It's just a question of, how much time do I have? And do I really care that much about this thing that yeah. I think I might be interested in getting into? Like, I know I'm not going to get good at programming in, in six months unless <laughs> I spend 60 hours a week doing nothing but that. That's definitely something I struggle with too, is uh, starting too many projects, trying to get into too many uh, different areas of creativity or just, you know, doing stuff. So two things I kind of pulled out of there is one, you were surprised you're going to be as critical of yourself. And the second one, just that it was so hard. So what were some things that you did to help push through those? Just the fact that it was hard, like you just kept going with it. But is there anything in particular you had to tell yourself or reframe your way of thinking 
as far as being critical of yourself? Yeah, part of it was just just the acceptance that there were going to be things that I didn't think were perfect and mm-hmm. that I could improve over time. And I knew that going in. At first, I was like, oh, I don't like the way I sound. Why am I doing yeah. that stupid thing with my voice? Like, yeah. <laughs> you just, you're really hard on yourself when you start podcasting. And eventually, you hear yourself so much. And this is why everyone, I think everyone should edit their podcast, even if it's minimally. And even just if you're listening through it to X speed, like, think about what you want in the show and what you don't want in the show, because that's yeah. really what's important. Because if you do that, then you can say, okay, uh, a few ums and ahs here and there, that doesn't really matter maybe like the EQ is not perfect. So what, but like there's a section of the show that Mm -hmm. is just not really that interesting. Or, you know, there's a few ums that are super long and awkward or the Skype call dropped. You got to cut that kind of stuff out. So listening to your, listening to your show is important. And after doing that long enough, I was eventually, I was like, I know what I sound like. I'm on mic. I'm not going to be perfect, but at least I don't do that, that stupid sighing thing that I used to do anymore. Uh, For me, I was editing one of my interviews. I say the word like a lot. So I've been trying to be conscious not sounding like a valley girl anymore. (laughs) I totally know what that's like. I hope you've been enjoying hearing from Aaron. And now consider how you can help other people in their work and how that can boost your creative juices in your own work. It'll really open your eyes to new possibilities. And I wanted to give you a heads up on something. Once we get to maybe episode six, eight or 10, somewhere around there, the older episodes of Live Life Creative are going to start disappearing. Now, that's going to be because we're going to run out of space on our podcast hosting company. They're the ones who store the actual audio that you're listening to. Now, if you want to be able to listen to past episodes you haven't heard yet, think about supporting the podcast on Patreon. Now, I've set up some goals there outlining how your support will be used to grow the podcast and allow access to this resource so you don't lose out on stuff you haven't heard yet. You don't want to lose this valuable resource. So to show some support for the show, go to livelifecreativepodcast.xyz slash support or just click support there in the menu. Hey, thanks. So I'm most, like we talked about, I'm most familiar with the podcast, dude. Mm -hmm. Before I listened to yours, I don't think I had ever come across a podcast that was live streamed. So what is that process like? Not on a technical level so much, but you've got the chat going, you're watching it as you're streaming yourself. Like, How does that change the process of podcasting when you're getting that kind of instant feedback from the community? You, it really, it really teaches you like you're live. You got to keep going. You can't stop. It's just like performing music live too. That I, I am so thankful that I had the drum teacher because he said, Aaron, the, the most important thing is just don't even stop. Don't lose time and don't stop. Always know where you are in the song and it's okay to mess up. Get back in as mm-hmm. soon as possible. Pretend like nothing happened because the only time the song stops is if you stop. And that the, it was very much like that for live performances of a podcast too. You just yeah. had to be prepared. You don't want to be sitting there floundering. People will go listen to something else. I say you have to be tight. Like you have to be prepared. I would do it all. Like I'd prepare most of my episodes with the exception of the interviews. I'd prepare everything I wanted to talk about in advance, intro, outro. I, you know, you can hear in the beginning, I started with a longer intro and eventually I kind of like, I tweaked it to, to make that shorter because I was like, we mm-hmm. don't need 30 seconds of a song at the beginning. So I'll, right, I'll, yeah. I'll adjust it. And even now I do even less music. So there's things that you just change as you go and you get better and you, you listen and you say, uh, okay, do that differently. In the end, the fact is I still made it and that's really cool. And yeah. it's there and people have heard it and it's helped people. 
Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed listening to it a lot. I've learned some different things and I've got to go back over it again, like some different episodes like, oh yeah, I got to write that down. I got to remember that for next time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, some of it, I need to update some of it, but a lot of it's still great. So definitely still worth it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely recommend listening to the podcast, dude, if you want to get into podcasting. Thank you. So do you think you would have learned that kind of thing about being tight, being prepared, being very like keep on going if you hadn't been live streaming your episodes as you recorded them? Um, I, I knew the I knew the theory. I just it was like it was preparing for a performance versus actually being on stage. You, you, you think you know what it's like to whatever it is that you're doing until you've actually gone through and done it a few times, you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to really know. And you're, you, you have to watch yourself too. You have to say, Oh wow. My posture is really bad in that video. Uh, <laughs> it's just, just, it's just like watching yourself on video. You have to do it for a while. It might be painful, but eventually you'll get comfortable with it. And then you'll start seeing ways to get better. And I think that's when the magic really starts happening is when you get comfortable and you start looking for ways to improve. That's when podcasters mm-hmm. really go from, this is just another guy in a microphone to, oh, like I'm going to pay attention to this person because they seem to know what they're talking about. Uh, so I work at an internet radio station. I'm one of the hosts that's on the air there. And I wish I had kept some of my original recordings when I first you know, became like a host on the thing <laughs> because I sounded just awful, like super oddly high pitched, like overly energetic. It was weird. I'm a lot more relaxed now, you know, a lot more. At least I try to be more real, I guess. Yeah. Well, speaking is a skill and it, you yeah, know, you can, sure. get, you can get better with practice. So that's what, mm-hmm. that's what they don't tell a lot of newcomers or, you know, people that have never thought about it before. Yeah. So what kind of feedback shaped your show throughout time when you were making episode after episode, week after week? Yeah. So it's a little bit of everything. It's seeing what other people are doing, paying attention to the successful shows, you know, giving lots of different things a shot, asking people. That was probably the greatest things. I've uh, I've always been I've always tried to encourage people to ask questions or send in feedback or do whatever and it's I feel like it's worked pretty well so far. I don't really have stats on the on the show due to the way that we had custom hosting set up at Sean West. Like yeah. so I don't actually know how many people have ever downloaded or listened to the show. So all sure. I have is the conversations I've had, my my Twitter following, my email list. Uh, and even those, like I keep an eye on it, but I'm not that concerning to me. I am all, just really all about connecting with people. So like I get excited when someone reaches out or when I make a new friend or I have like a really good conversation with someone. Because those are the things yeah. that I, I think in life will, will really actually make a difference in the world and alter the course of your life and other people's lives. So that's what mm-hmm. I want to pay attention to. There were, I remember there were a few times someone someone said, you know, talk about yourself a little bit more. That made me laugh. And I was like, all right, I can include some, some little information. Cause if you meet me in person, I'll, I'll totally talk about myself. I'm a Leo. <laughs> I love attention. I think most podcasters do, but for my show, I was very concerned about providing something that was valuable. And a lot of that was because yeah. I had helped and seen my friend, Sean create his show and do really well with it. And I saw what it meant to people and, and how much thought and attention and detail he went into it. I had that as a standard. And so I wanted to live up to that. And I think it's great. I've also learned to be more comfortable with my own style of doing a show. Sean and I, while while I love the dude, we do shows and podcasts and, and life differently. And that's okay. Yeah. And everyone everyone kind of has yeah. their own way of doing things. And you'll find your voice eventually and improve it if you're working at it. Yeah, absolutely. To jump back a little bit to the when you were starting as a freelance podcast consultant and stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a specific time that you were able to help somebody improve in their show? 
and like just how that made you feel and how you really how that helped you drive forward with helping more people. Totally. Yeah. So recently, recently uh, I helped uh, this company called SVS Learn start a podcast and it was through my friend Jake Parker and he's a he's an illustrator and comic book artist and a really, really cool guy. He's done some good videos and just has a good message. And I enjoy people like him. And he had reached out to me. He knew me through Sean Wes and asked me for help starting a podcast. And I asked him, you know, for the rundown, he gave me a very thorough response. And I was like, okay, great. I'd actually really love to help. This sounds like a show that I'm going to love. So I'll help with it however I can. I initially thought it was just going to be helping him get set up with the gear and then maybe coaching him through recording and uploading to Simplecast and that kind of stuff. And then it ended up being kind of more of like, a, okay, I'm going to edit the first, I'm going to edit the first season and then help you out in a few <laughs> other ways too. That's just how I roll. It's like once I get yeah. involved with some friends that are making a good show, then I want to help however I can. So, so I helped him start that show. And the coolest thing for me was him, him and the two co-hosts, like they have previous experience streaming, but they were like, all right, how do you recommend we do this? We want to do this right. What microphones do you recommend? And gave them the exact same setup I had. I said, just this microphone that's a sure beta 87A. It's a condenser microphone, but it's got a really tight pickup pattern. So it doesn't pick up a lot of background noise. It's very easy to use with an audio interface. I told them what to buy, the exact gear. They bought it, they set it up. It didn't go perfectly. There were there were some pops in the first episode. The levels were a little bit off, but <laughs> there was enough. It was good enough just, just off the bat that every single episode so far, we produced nine or 10 so far. They've all sounded really good. And they've, there have been multiple comments of people saying, wow, this sounds amazing. This show is great. We love the content. We love the way that you're doing it. Nice. A lot of that was because these these guys are already good at talking because they they stream videos and they have been for a while. Yeah. But at the same time, it was really cool for me to be able to completely remotely just over some text messages and a couple short calls through through like my words and my my knowledge help these people make this really great show that really delights a lot of people. Like their listeners yeah. love it and I love it. I enjoy listening to it. I enjoy editing it. And I'm like, this is going to be around for, you know, Lord knows how long, 10 yeah. years, 20 years. Like this is a great resource and I can help these guys do this, but I can also teach all that same exact knowledge is in my podcast and in my course. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So the thread that I'm kind of picking up from you is that you love helping people, which is not exactly subtle from what we've talked about so far. Nah. It's fun. <laughs> Very obvious that you're a teacher. You love helping people. Yeah. What have you gained personally from helping other people? It's a lot of self-actualization. I've gotten more comfortable as a drummer, as a, as a musician. The bands that I play in have done pretty well. One of them has done far better than I was expecting. Uh, mm-hmm. And I continue to have opportunities for traveling, for touring, for for cool work like the work I do with Simplecast is amazing the shows that I help produce is awesome like I have great friends I don't like to use the word blessed but I am very fortunate I've worked hard but I've also been very very lucky I I wake up every single day like really really grateful for everything that I have I don't need a ton of stuff but pretty much everything that I that I enjoy and that I want for a relatively simple life I have and that's awesome. And that's rare. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I can help other people and give back, let's do it. Because that's also really fun for me, too. Like being in recording studios, yeah. teaching someone how to use a microphone. Like, holy crap, man, if someone would have done that for me when I was younger, <laughs> I would have been like, this is, a, this is the best thing. And because of people that did on the Internet, and on YouTube, I am where yeah. I am right now. So there's nothing more satisfying. For, I've said this like 60 times now. It's People are just like, yeah, we get it, Aaron. You like helping people. <laughs> yes, I like helping people make shows. It's on my profile. 
I think that like I'm just really concerned with helping other people make stuff. And then if I do a good job of that and they're doing a good job, then that's great. And maybe that means I haven't created as much of my own content, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like if I'm, a lot of people are just hate the, the, the freelance or like the, the job or, you know, like I want to be working on my own thing. I get that. I totally understand that. But like I have a bunch of things that are like someone else's own thing that I also really, really enjoy that is way cooler than I could have come up with on my own. And I get to work on it with them. I don't care if you call that a job or like whatever. I think it's great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with it. Okay. Hate your job if you want. I'm having a great time. Cool. So this podcast, Live Life Creative, it's about helping people be more creative. So throughout all of this time with helping people with their podcasts and stuff, that's helped your creativity a lot with you know how you think about podcasting and just creating content. Oh, yeah. 100%, man. Like... um people, there are people out there who can work by themselves, but I think so many people need to be in a group of other people who are passionate and and who care about Mm -hmm. the same things that they care about, but then also have different and complementary skills. So if you can get around to people where you can really contribute in a way that nobody else can, it's a, I think Seth Godin talks about it in in his book, Lynchpin, if I remember correctly. It's so true. Like it's amazing to be a part of a, a group of people where everyone is super talented, but then also you have your own weird little talent or your own way to, to contribute. Uh, there's some people that work great alone. That's fine. I, I like being alone most of the time. That might be because I have a lot of people just to talk to and interact with on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's really, really great for me to help other people. I, f- like I, I, I don't feel like I have to have a thing that I personally created 100% by myself. I want, yeah. I want my entire life to be full of awesome people that are doing cool things that are nice and helpful and positive and meaningful that make the world a better place. Like enjoy being around and and interacting with those kind of people. So if my life can be full of of that, then that's what I want. And creativity, if you get around people who like to create, that's all you're going to be doing. And there's debates about burnout and about like, well, when is creating too much, too much? I I just trust it. I talk to people. If I feel like writing a blog post, I write it. I don't have a ton of deadlines, although I do. They're very useful for actually getting projects done. But the rest of the time, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on things that I'm passionate about. And when I'm tired, I know it's like it's probably time to go ride a bike or, you know, take off. I don't feel like it's healthier to work more than eight or ten like really solid hours a day. Uh, unless you're just really yeah. feeling something and that's what you want to do and then you can do it but don't like don't sacrifice your health don't sacrifice your your family your friends you got to you got to take care of yourself yeah. you got to take care of the people around you and as long as you're doing that and, and and hopefully you can crank out a bunch of good work too right so having a good community around yourself and taking care of yourself that really fuels your creativity and the work that you do that's well, a start of it, man. Like until I really started paying attention to that, I wasn't truly doing my best work or like even Ooh. having that great of a life. So oh, it's, that's it's a strong n- statement. like, n- num- yeah, no, no crappy life. Number one is like sleep, good sleep. And then number two is like health. Take care of, take care of your health, get exercise, eat well. Like that's, it, it, that's like the core. If you don't have that foundation, then all the rest of your life is going to suffer. It, at least for me, that's, that's been my experience. Yeah. Can you think of a specific time where you've been really stuck on a project, but since you have that community and a team around you, was there a specific time when they were able to help you break through that kind of barrier? Yeah, there's been a, there's been a couple of times. I got some great feedback from my team recently. I have, I have a hard, a really hard time, I think, admitting when I need help or when I can't do something. 
I really hate disappointing people. So I yeah. really feel like I should be able to figure this out. I should be able to solve this problem. I should be able to get it done. Sometimes you just can't. And what's, what's hard is that you, sometimes you can go to someone and be like, I can't figure this out. And they're like, well, we've been over this before. It was this thing. And then you feel dumb. But you just have to accept that like you're not always, always going to know the answer to everything. It's okay to forget. It's okay to be wrong. Try to figure out how your brain works so that you can remember things as best as possible. Just asking, being able to ask for help and say, hey, what do you think about mm -hmm. this? Or can you take a look at this? Can we run with this and take this a little bit right. further? Um, and, and as I mentioned earlier, I think working with people make things better. So I get, I get excited about doing that, about making something and then saying, how can I bring someone else into this right away? Yeah. When you were doing the podcast, dude, you mm -hmm. were there every week, right? You know, every Monday you released yep. an episode. So what was the hardest thing about having to be so consistent and bring like great content? It was just the time. It was, okay, I want to prepare a good episode every single week. It's going to be live. I know there's going to be uh, a couple dozen people listening. So I want to do something good. So that meant there were like four, four or five hours I'd spend on Saturdays and Sundays. And that was on top of already mm -hmm. pretty busy, busy schedule. So it was just a time sacrifice. And I knew that going into it. And there's been other times mm -hmm. where I've had something similar. So, you know, you, you accept that you don't have more than an extra five hours in a day outside of your normal, unless you want to cut into sleep, you yeah. can't overpromise because things will start slipping and then no one's happy. So better just to say, this is going right. to be my thing for a while and I'm going to have to turn down any other good opportunities if they come because I've already committed to this, to this mm -hmm. podcast. So it's not just enough to have one creative idea like for a podcast overall. It's having to show up, do the work, put in the time week after week to get it done and create great stuff. Yeah, and you, there's a lot of work that goes into producing and promoting a show. And uh, yeah. there were a lot of things that I didn't even do. I wasn't even on Instagram that much. I could have pushed that harder. I could have done more with Snapchat. Like, there's all these different ways to grow an audience. Yeah. Right now, I'm just I'm really in, enjoying and really happy with the work of actually creating things. So I don't know. I don't I don't stress too much about marketing these days. Marketing these days or social media. It's kind of like I'm going to create stuff and get it in front of the right people. And a lot of the conversations mm -hmm. I have drive that. I think shows like this and yeah, one on one interactions and questions that I answer. I kind of just have trust that if I do the best that I can and produce the work that I feel like I have to or want yeah. to make, then everything yeah. will sort of work out. So we'll see how it goes. Right. So focusing really on what really drives you, what really inspires you to do great stuff. And then if you build it, they will come kind of a thing. Let it spread by word of mouth, that kind of thing. In a sense. Yeah. Like I definitely, I'm good at SEO and I produce a fair okay. amount of content and I, I and I do a, a good job of like creating a, a trail of breadcrumbs for people to follow. So it's like this thing will link to that thing and then this will reference that and link over here. So I'm, I'm constantly like I'm really trying to create like this like one of those 3D uh, space maps that you see in the movies where it's like <laughs> you can rotate it because that's yeah. kind of what it is. It's just all these all these different ideas that have these branches that go off into other ideas and there's weird random facts scattered everywhere. <laughs> just like, <laughs> who knows why? Why would you ever need to know this thing about that RSS feed? Who knows? Yeah. But I know it now but and now so you know I might it. as well yeah. share it. And I see somebody have this question that nobody else is going to know the answer to and I got to answer it. It's that's just kind of how how I think and how my brain works. It's yeah. uh, I enjoy it too. Right. So to create that sort of 3D space map, you have to have a lot of ideas for content. So what are some of the things that inspire you to, you know, really spark off those ideas? 
Yeah, it's, it's really only two things. It's things that other people are asking questions or talking about or things that I've been thinking about and I feel like I really want to start a conversation or share. So where do you go to find those questions that people are asking or do they just come directly to you and just email you like, hey, what about this thing? It's a, yeah, it's a combination. Uh, I got a lot of emails from the shows. There were a lot of questions in the chat room. There, If you go looking on the internet, you can find questions about everything. And then you just start writing a response if you feel like you understand it and you have something of value to add. A recent example is I never really fully understood how RSS feeds for shows worked until recently when I started working with Simplecast because I had to mm-hmm. answer questions about them and look at them all day long. So now I finally get it. I was like, oh, there's a point at which I was like, oh, I, oh, I understand how this works now. Like, yeah. You do. You put this thing in there, and then it goes in there. So I have those moments, and I like helping other people have those kind of moments too. A lot of the stuff I do is related to podcasting or music or writing or video. And so if I feel like I really have to write about a topic, I will. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'll be reading constantly, and I'll I, I follow people on Twitter that that curate a lot of information. I subscribe to a ton of newsletters. I follow blogs even YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. I read books on my own. So, so I'm, there's way more information than I could ever process. Mm-hmm. But I try to distill it and say, okay, if, there's, if, if I'm thinking a lot about dynamic ad insertion this week, <laughs> maybe it's like, do I have to write a blog post? No. Okay. But if someone asks me about it, I have six different things I could talk about in my mind. Yeah. Matter of sharing like relevant information at the right time, I think is what my friend Sean says. Okay, cool. Uh, so one thing that kind of drew out of what you just said is that you're taking in all kinds of information mm-hmm. and then you're, like you said, you're distilling it. Yeah. Is that necessary, you know, to kind of create creativity within yourself to be able to take in a lot to, so you can put out a lot? It depends on what you need. There's, there's times at which I have to create and there's times at which I really enjoy consuming. And I think consuming is more enjoyable than creating a lot of times because creating can be very uncomfortable. You have expectations about what it means to be a creator. Like, do I have enough listeners? Do I have enough audience? Does anyone care? Right. Is this even good enough? Am I even that good at what I'm doing? Like you right, have all yeah. these, all these, there's all this noise that can block it. But if you do it enough times, eventually you kind of just learn that it's just a thing that you do. I fell deeper in love with the process of, of everything. Like when I started creating music and podcasts, I knew so much less than I know now. And I liked it a lot less because I, I now I know all these weird little things about it that I really enjoy. <laughs> and I know how like certain songs and certain episodes have affected people's lives and how that's led to other things. Like it becomes this story of its own. And so I'm just like constantly trying to add to that story in a, in a positive way. Cool. If people want to learn more about you or start a podcast or something like that, uh, where can they find you online? I would recommend people go to AaronDowd.com. So it's A-A-R-O-N-A-A-R-O-N-D-O-W-D.com. So do you have any last advice for the person listening that wants to be more creative? Yeah, I, I would say try to remember that life is hard sometimes and really sometimes surviving and breathing is the only thing you can do. So keep that in mind if you're ever in a situation where that feels like nearly impossible and like the only thing that you can do. Just remember that sometimes that is the only thing you need to do. But after that, start start looking for ways to remove negative or harmful or, or distracting things from your life and focus on things that really mm-hmm. bring you a lot of joy and, and are good for you and for other people. Because like pleasure and like those kind of things, oftentimes something that feels good isn't always good for you. Uh, so you have to mm-hmm. be careful and, and discerning about, about what you do for yourself and for others. I'm an optimistic person, so I say keep trying. And uh, I would really love to see a world in which people are just mostly focused on helping other people 
and solving problems and not doing things that harm. I might be idealistic or optimistic, but... <laughs> well, it's better than the opposite. Right. I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to try to stay unjaded as long as possible. Well, cool, Aaron. I really appreciate your time. I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast, dude. So this has been a real privilege for me. It's really kind of the first time I've gotten a chance to connect with somebody that I've listened to on a podcast, which has been really cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks for spending some time here on the show. And I'd love to hear from you. Tell me about a time that you helped someone solve a problem in their project or maybe how somebody helped you when you were stuck. Oh, it takes a team sometimes to help us get moving on our creative pursuits. And that's okay. I want to hear about it from you. You can send a voice message to live life creative podcast at gmail.com. You know, just open any voice memo app, record what you want to say and hit the share button to bring into your email. Now, this show is still new. You know, it can still can change those emails and voice messages. Your feedback can really help shape the show. And now this podcast is here to help you. And I want you to tell me if it's not working. Our next show is a one-on-one episode. When you're building new skills, look for signs of progress to encourage yourself. And consider supporting Live Life Creative on Patreon. Right now, there's only enough space with the podcast hosting company to allow a couple of interviews and a couple one-on-one episodes at a time. If we get going too long, and I obviously want to keep going, those older episodes are going to start disappearing. You can help make all the episodes available all the time when you become a patron. Go to livelifecreativepodcast.xyz slash support or click support there in the menu to see how you can help. And it's going to make a huge difference. You can subscribe to Live Life Creative on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher or in your favorite podcast app. And you know, it always helps to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's where most people listen to podcasts. So more ratings, reviews help more people see it. But... The best way for the show to grow is when you tell your friends to listen and you're directly helping them be more creative when you do that. I'm Dylan, helping you break down your creative barriers so you can live life creative.